Welcome to Not Just Rainbows and Unicorns, a podcast made with love in Kalamazoo, Michigan by Nicole and Michael Van Putten. We take topics we find interesting and we research them online and we get together each weekend and we talk about them. You can visit us online at notjustrainbows.net. There you can view show notes, add your comments, or send us your suggestions for future episodes. Happy podcast day. The, uh, the days that we can do a podcast in 2023 are ticking down, Nicole. Yep. Not a lot of days left, Nicole. Nope. Not many days left in December, Nicole. Nope. What do you think of people who like constantly use a person's name in every sentence when they're talking to somebody? Um, I think some people do it as a technique to... I think salespeople do it. I think it's a technique that they teach salespeople. Now, Nicole, we've really got an excellent deal today for you, Nicole. And Nicole, I just want you to know that I really want you to have this deal, Nicole. I find it a little annoying. Yeah. Yeah. wonder I... if they accidentally went to the um, public lecture on how to annoy people rather than on how to sell things to people. I think they find it maybe, I, I don't know, maybe they think it's a way to relate to the person. I, I have no idea. I'm a terrible person to ask, but I don't know. You're an expert salesperson. What? No, yeah. I'm not. You do telemarketing. Yeah. No, I don't. You do door-to-door sales. I would fail at that job. Really fail. If you had to choose a company to do door-to-door sales for, what company would you choose? Um, hmm. I don't know. I'd need to think about it. How about a door-to-door salesperson for ovens? What? Yeah. Door-to-door, like, howdy, sir or madam. I represent the Oven Incorporated Oven Company, and have I got a deal for you today? Hmm. Do you do you have an oven in your home, ma'am? I think that would be a terrible job. Most people have an oven that functions pretty well, so... The demo unit would be a really... It would be something to have to lug around. Right. I think most people need things like toothbrushes, cleaning supplies. I can remember way back in the day, the very first paid web design development gig that I had when I was still in college, the owner said that they would have, they ha- like they had to put up a no solicitor sign and people would still come in and like these scam people would come in and try to sell them like cleaning products and they would come in and talk really, really fast and say, Hey, sir, don't you hate stains? I do too. Like they would just answer their own questions along the way and they would like (laughs) spray junk on the floor and then use their cleaning product to clean it up. And it just was like evidently a zoo. Do you ever Hmm. experience anything like that in your years? Um, when I worked at the, when I worked Yes, there were people who came in, but it was not cleaning products, I don't think. It was more books. Oh, yeah, because it was a law office. They wanted to sell books to them. Not like Reader's Digest books either, right? 
Correct. It was more job related things. And so I just had to tell them that we weren't interested. I just had to say, sorry, we have what we need. Have a great day. It was more like hanging up on a telemarketer, but in person. I don't know. You just have to think, you know, it's part of their job to be dismissed. You just have to dismiss them in the most polite way possible. It's just face to face dismissing. I feel like email has kind of become the new format for door-to-door salesmen type stuff. I get door-to-door, I get sales pitches on our home phone now for you. Yeah. Somehow my, our numbers got into their database and they're like, all you have to do is call this number. How did you handle the last person that did that? And they're like, ma'am, you need to, you need to like, we've got this wonderful opportunity and it's going to transform your husband's company. Well, first of all, I didn't know if this was someone you did business with, so I always err on the side of being extra polite, and I said that I would pass the information along to you because I'm not rude to people. I always say, thank you for calling, have a nice day, best of luck to you, and then I hang up the phone, especially to people who are doing sales because I know it's just their job. I didn't want to do that to this person because I didn't know if you were wanted to do business with them. I didn't know if you were currently doing business. So I kind of listened politely to what they had to say. And then I told them that I would ask you. And then you told me that, no, this is a salesperson and that you had no interest in working with them and that they were trying to solicit business. And so they called back and I said, this is a home number and that you were not interested. Best of luck to you. Please do not call again. That's how I handled it. And then I just hung up. Usually I don't wait for them to try to interrupt me. I just hang up the phone. Their their job is to handle people hanging up on them. I'm not rude when I do it. I'm just, you know, no is a complete sentence. Just no. Goodbye. Have a great day. That's what you do. That's a good policy. Yeah. You don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to be like, hey, go away. Just be like, no, sorry. Have a great day. So there's that. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> well, I see on our notes that we have some product updates this week to talk about. Yes, the the Knox gear, the light up vest thing. What is that? It's, it's, it's a, vest. a safety light. It's a safety light. It's a the harness and the vest. You said you felt like you were in the the movie Tron when you were wearing it. Yeah. It's the, the LED light up thing of a job that you wear in the morning and at night. I just wanted to let everyone know our opinions of it. What are our opinions of it? It's like you're like a mobile rave. Yeah, it's very bright and you can set it to different it settings. Strobe lights, it can glow, it can just blink on and off in you one can, color it yeah can you just can change colors single color it's got like six different colors that it can do the other day you came home and it was on a change color mode but you walked in the door and coincidentally your light was green hank's light was red it looked like you were coordinating for christmas it was funny but then it switched colors so i realized you were not coordinating for christmas i was like oh that's sad but yeah i i think it's great because our neighbor Robbie saw you from the end of the street and he literally Which saw like you three blocks down right three really long blocks 
He literally saw you from the end of the street. He didn't know what you were, if you were a bicyclist or... A runner or a, something else. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't seem to think that I was an alien coming to visit the planet, right. which, you know, that's kind of a personal disappointment for me. I really was going for that. But the thing is, is he was in his car driving and he saw you. He could visually see you from the end of the street. So that's, and that's kind how of like long, mission accomplished, isn't it? How far away is that? Is that? It's like three blocks. I know, but distance wise, we're so, we're so from Michigan. Uh, well, it was, <laughs> you want it in kilometers, inches, centimeters, or miles, miles. I think it's about a quarter mile down to the end of the road, a little okay, more than that. So a little over a quarter of a mile away, which that's good that he could see you that far away, which means that cars can see you coming and going. It really makes it hard for me to ninja around. That is my goal. That was my goal. Mission accomplished. What did you have against ninjas? I mean, come on, ninja. Um, we did notice that the battery is supposed to last two weeks. It lasted for us about a week, maybe a little bit less than that, with the disclaimer that we, Michael, takes a lot of walks. There are two walks a day, one of which lasts an hour, so that's two hours. Yeah, it's usually anywhere between 60 to 90 minutes a day. Twice a day, so... No, just like for the entire day, 60 to 90 minutes worth of activity. It's a lot of it. It's a lot during the day. So probably a person who walks about 15 to 20 minutes once a day, that battery is going to last two weeks or more. It's it's going to last a while. It could last three marathons if you're a marathoner. The battery takes about an hour to charge. Michael's battery on his vest was completely... It had one bar left on a six bar indicator. <laughs> Clem moving around. It was blinking, telling us to charge. Henry's vest was, it it needed to be charged, but it wasn't dead. It wasn't blinking at us or anything. So it took about an hour to charge to full. So it wasn't a big deal at all. Just plugged them in, charged them. They're ready to go again. We did use them this morning in the rain and it was fine. Worked just great. The one thing I found is that it's better to have Henry be on like the red mode because I can, if we're in a really dark area, I can still see. Whereas when it changes colors rapidly, my eyes dilate. And so I am almost blind and can't see into the darkness very far. Oh, okay. That's good to know. I'm going to try other fancy colors to see which ones we can use. I'm guessing red and blue probably work pretty well. All right. So it's good. I think that you both having a light because the light for the vest for the human is on the back. The, uh, the and big it's light. got like the straps that light up that go across the front of the chest. That's right. why I was like, I'm like Tron. Right. Ooh. The The human vest has lights front and back, but the main big light is in the back. It's um, basically the same for Henry. Henry's main light is on his back, too. Correct. Yeah. It's not as big as the human version, though. That is true. It's Henry-sized. The dog harness is extremely adjustable. So if you do buy it, it's on sale right now. I would, If you are interested, I would advise getting it now. If you do get it and you're worried about sizing, it is 
extremely adjustable. The we I think we got Hank the the medium and it would fit it, it would fit a it would fit Clem even though it's made for Henry who is 40 pounds lighter. It's very 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 adjustable. So I I'm glad that we got it. I really really am. So there you go. That is the update. We uh, did a little tech support this past week for a couple people. I helped a friend of the family do some extensions to their Ring camera network, which went relatively smoothly. They uh, they have more cameras than we do. They have like I think almost eight cameras. It's kind of fun using their app because it's like mission control, like every angle of their house and every part of their property and everything. We had to uh, get a little Wi-Fi extender because one of the exterior corners of the house wouldn't work very well. Uh. Like wouldn't it? Would, the Wi-Fi would stay connected up until you took a step out of the door, and as soon as you went around the corner, it dropped signal. So there's some mm. kind of metal or something in the walls dispersing stuff. Uh, we have Wi-Fi extenders. They they work really well. They really do. What brand do we have? Um, ours, well, ours aren't technically extenders. Ours are actually access points. We have, uh, gear from ubiquity Ah. networks. They're Unify systems, which are very nice, very affordable. Um, they're not technically extenders because they are all wired into a main network. Like extender usually connects to one and like literally extends it like you're at your parents' house, the kitchen is an access point, but the one in the living room is an extender. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so you did that. We worked on the solar panels again, but we still we still haven't fixed it's it. still not fixed, The yeah. solar panel saga continues. Delegate that to one of their Generac techs. They can come out and fix it. Yeah, if we have an appointment. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We helped set up a smart TV for a family member. and Well, it was already set up, but it's just the LG smart TV. I told you that television was a nightmare. It is one of the most complicated smart TVs yeah. I have ever laid hands on. I told you it was complicated. And I, w- I looked at the menu when I set it up and I thought, this is nuts. Basically, the TV works like a computer. Like you don't turn it on and off. Because if you turn it all the way off, it's like booting up a computer to come back on. When you turn it off, you're actually putting it into standby mode. But like the controls to get to where you can change an input are so out of the way behind so many screens. Like you literally have to know how to navigate multiple menus of settings and configuration to get anywhere. And all I can do is think, you know, after these TVs are like three, four years old, they don't keep upgrading the software. At that point, you're kind of out of luck. Yeah, it was very complicated. So we... And we were like connecting a Roku because that's what they wanted to have all of their streaming stuff with. The nice thing with those dongles is if they die, you get a a, a newer one for 30 bucks and you plug the next one and it's not a big deal versus... I can't imagine having to replace an entire TV because the software on it doesn't work anymore. Yes. The the remote, they're called magic remotes because you point and it's got this 
it's like a mouse mouse pointer thing. It it's Michael didn't mind it. My my mom and I I found it a little bit awkward. I got used to it, but it is very awkward. I I know it was quirky and inconsistent. Yeah, I know why my mom doesn't like it because it was really weird to use. It, it took me a, a few minutes to get used to, and even then, if you're not perfect with it, it is not the greatest remote in the world. And every time I googled it, every single search result was how what is a replacement for the LG Magic Remote because I cannot stand it anymore. It is so awkward. It has two major problems. One, when you point it at the screen, like initially it works like it's it's detects kind of like a Wiimote from an yes. old Nintendo yes. where stuff is on the screen. The problem is if you hold it off screen for any period of time, yes. it resets itself. So when you bring it back in, it thinks it's like that it was down in the bottom right corner. Now it thinks it's in the top left. And so it like is completely calibrated the wrong way. The other thing that's a problem with it is the button that activates it is also essentially like a directional, like press left, up, down, click, and things like that. And as soon as you click on that, it turns off the mouse control function, which in most cases you wouldn't want it to do. Like you would want to keep the mouse mode going. It's like, why put it in there if like you click on a single thing and you turn it off? It's like, we're not done mousing around and navigating stuff, people. Yeah. Seriously. And the, the main menu for that television is it's so cluttered. It's so overwhelming. And every time I deleted, they have these little cards on the top that are promotions for things that they have coming and new things and movies and stuff. And every time I deleted them, they kept reappearing and I could not figure out how to get rid of them. And when you are someone like me or my mom, that is, you don't need that. You, that's just way too much noise. You don't want to relearn how to use the television. Exactly. You don't want to turn it on and have 50 new things popping up because it's just too much. It's just... It's you, a display, not a computer, people. Right. You don't want new things because new things, you have to learn how to use those new things. Or you have to teach people how to use them. Right. You want simplicity. When you're turning on a television to watch Netflix, you just want Netflix. So we were able to get Roku on there. And Roku is so simple. It's just Roku, you know, it's just there. It's so easy. So now my mom can use the Roku remote, which God bless the Roku remote. It's so easy. It's got like eight buttons. I'm, that is the best remote. It's even better than the Apple remote. I hate the Apple remote. The one that came with the, the 4K TVs is a piece of garbage. It's horrible. A little flat surface. It's awful. It's overly sensitive. It's like you had a perfectly good remote that had like actual buttons instead. Yes. You're like, let's make it a static surface. And it is such a frustrating, difficult thing to use. Yeah. Like that... the only way we are able to use it is we turned it down to the lowest sensitivity. And there's still times where like if you move your finger like a quarter of an inch, it like fast forwards an hour down the way of whatever it is that you're watching. Mm -hmm. There are times where I just get my phone out and use my phone as a remote because it's so much easier than using that stupid Apple remote. It's ugh. the if you're buying a new television and you're going for the LG smart TV, just be aware that the the integrated 
smartness of the LGTV is really overwhelming. You're going to have to be an air traffic controller to be able to find what you want to watch and actually enable it. Yeah, you might want to hook up an Apple TV or a Roku because it will make your life easier. And doing that is not easy. You have to know how to do it. It is trying to find the inputs just to be able to switch it. It would have taken me hours. It would have taken me hours to do it. I thought that the Samsung was kind of frustrating and awkward. The LG interface for changing inputs makes Samsung's interface look like rocket science, like they're the smartest people in the world and made the best interface ever. And that one's not fantastic either. Yeah. And I really like LG a lot. I really do. But that television is a goat rodeo. It's not. Yeah. I did not like it. And tons of it are locked down. Like I wouldn't object to it if you could actually customize it the way you would want to. Like they they had the little tabs at the top. It's like, okay, cool. So these would be like your favorites or bookmarks of things you want to do. How about we like pin the input for the Roku right there so that the person can just click on that and go to it. Nope. Yep. You can only use the five stupid ones that they provided by default. It's, yeah, it was not, not recommended. Yeah. Quality of the TV is good. The picture is good, but holy moly. Like if I think it's complicated, there's something wrong. Yeah. Like, I know how to use all kinds of technology. I've been using technology since I was five years old, man. (laughs) Anyway. Darn kids. So you've been doing some hacking in the uh, condiment packaging industry of late. I think this is something we should probably talk about a little bit. Well, actually, you pointed this out to me because I have been complaining about this for a long time. We use Heinz no sugar ketchup and French's mustard. And every time we use them, I complain the same complaint. Too much ketchup, too much god dang ketchup comes out of the ketchup thing. I put ketchup on my hot dog and I have to wipe half of it off. It drives me crazy. And you put ketchup on and you put twice the ketchup. You put tons of ketchup. I don't like that much ketchup. Mustard comes out perfectly. Just a little bit of mustard. Just the perfect amount of mustard. Why can't the right amount of ketchup come out? The same amount of ketchup as the same amount of mustard. Why? Why do they have to have enormous amounts of ketchup come out of the ketchup bottle? I was frustrated with Heinz. Very frustrated. So you said to me, why don't you take the lid from the mustard and put it on the ketchup? So that's what we did. Problem solved. I have to say, I'm pretty smart sometimes. So if you have the squeezy bottles, and it, it, did, it, does, it works perfectly. The, the little nipple thing on the, the mustard is smaller, so it, it doesn't have quite as grand of a flow of stuff and it lets you be more precise. Yep. So we had an empty thing of mustard and we just took the top off and put it on the ketchup. And I know this sounds like lucky a cr- for us they were interchangeable cuz they were the same squeeze it size. Yeah. So if you have a squeezy bottle of ketchup, we like the Heinz no sugar ketchup and we like the plain 
French's yellow mustard. If you use these condiments and it drives you crazy because you get gallons of ketchup and the perfect amount of mustard, just take the lid off of a mustard thing and put it on your ketchup. Clean it first. Well, yeah, I mean, Unless sure. You want, if you like, don't mustardy you, ketchup, then yeah. you're good to go. Or if it's a brand new container, just throw it on there. And boom, perfect amount of ketchup every single time, not gallons of ketchup, the ideal amount. And I know, again, this sounds nuts. It is not. The ketchup blasted ketchup. I don't know. If you're really, really careful how you squeeze, you can control the flow. Otherwise, it's like, ketchup. It's like, yeah, it's just, it ketchups a lot. And then the first time that Michael used the ketchup with the mustard lid, he he squeezed it four times instead of two. I put it across one time. Michael puts it two times across. And then when with the mustard lid, he puts it four times across. I do like the little bead of condiment on it versus having it like a fine line of stuff like a drizzle like you would do on a dessert versus like the biggest caulk gun that has ever been made it's just too much ketchup it's like people who make peanut butter and jelly and put like a quarter cup of jam you don't need that much jam on your peanut butter and jelly sandwich you don't well you're you know you're saying you don't need but what if people want that much Eh. i don't know you gotta have like a good proportion, like, I, if, if we're talking, like, jelly, I'd be like, yeah, don't put jelly on. But if we're talking strawberry preserves, you you could put a, a generous helping of that on to any peanut I know, butter and I know, I know. I'm the one who make makes your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, so I know. But, so I just changed your ketchup and mustard lives, everyone. Yeah. You're welcome. You'll thank me later. Didn't even realize it was a problem. Now you're like, oh my God. Now every time you have ketchup and mustard, you'll think, you'll you'll think, oh my God, she's so right. Maybe become one of those weird people that takes your own ketchup and mustard to, (laughs) you know, the place that you eat out at. There you go. You're welcome. Okay. We had a a couple epic wins lately. Uh, We've been playing some really fun games on the Nintendo Switch. And this was the first Mario game, I believe, that we finished together. Yeah, the thing I was thinking about this. We're talking about Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Yeah, and it's a great game. I love this game. I like it so much. I'm playing it again. We're playing it again. The thing is, did we really finish the game? Because we didn't play all the levels. We went back and started replaying it and realized we missed quite a bit of the game. It depends on what your definition of finished means. Like, finished if you're talking the game, like, to me, like, finished means the credits rolled. Okay. You finished the main quest of the story. And finishing the game to me means you played every single level. Hmm. Yeah, we did not play every single level. We started playing again thoroughly to get every single point and every single star and every single purple coin. And we realized we missed quite a bit, including some extra levels that we discovered randomly. Yeah, we discovered like the star world where the levels are like five levels, five five star difficulty levels. Yeah. 
it just some and then we realized that we didn't play some levels we totally missed them yeah there were some things that we didn't play it is one of the friendliest most i love that accessible game. mario games ever the yes. levels are are pretty quick they're designed where you actually get an advantage if you have two people playing um and all the yes. different special powers that you have like normally mario brothers is a platformer obstacle course kind of like a digital parkour and you know the goal is still to get to the end of the stage but um there's no timer that counts down so you can take as much time as you want yeah and you can go backwards in most of the levels so if you find that you miss something you just turn around and go the other way like in a lot of mario games they push you forward but in most of the wonder levels, if you miss something, you just turn around and go find it. Is there a name for the little flower person in the game? I don't know. I just have been calling them the flower guys. I don't know. They they make comments about what's happening in the stage. And the writing is really, really funny. Like the comments are so well thought out and put together they're like laugh out loud funny yeah we've talked about the mario brothers wonder before and how much we liked it but now that we've finished it i we just want to reiterate the fact that other mario games are okay but i have never enjoyed playing mario before as much because the levels just get way too hard and it's impossible they're impossible to continue playing it's the first Mario game in a really long time that was new that I actually really got excited about and really, really, I mean, they're, all the other ones are fun and okay and everything, but like the actual amazingness level of fun that I had when I was a kid playing Mario for the first time, this is the first time in probably like 20 years that I played a Mario game that made me feel that same magic that I did when I was a kid. Yeah, it's actually playable and it would be playable with family, kids. It's it's a really, really, really good game. It would be a game that I would say is worth buying a Switch for. It definitely is. Yeah. It's really it's a, a good game. It's a killer app game for sure. It's worth it. Mario to buy the, the Wonder Game and to buy a Mario Kart it's definitely, those are two really, really fun games. And this is coming from a person who does not like playing games at all. You are not all. a gamer at all. But I truly enjoy the Mario Kart and the the Wonder Game. And I don't play as Mario Mario or Luigi Mario. I don't play as those guys at all. I play as other people. It's fun. It really is. Yeah. The other switch game that has been getting play at least for me is um the legend of zelda breath of the wild this is uh i mean we got into the switch halfway through its life or like what the last two years the last three years how long have we had switch consoles in our house i don't know i can look it up i can't remember i think i i was going to get one used i think but then i yeah you were trying to get like a cut through deal on craigslist and no the, the person was asking almost full price and the machine clearly had been like heavily heavily used 
Um, we ordered it March 17th of 2022. All right. So we've had them for just about a year and a half. Well, um, Breath of the Wild came out in March 2017. So it's like six and a half years old. Um, so for everybody else who's long since played this, they're like, oh, yeah, that is a good game. It was, you know, I was aware of it, but didn't have access to play a copy until this past year. And it was a really, really fun game. It was a, a really great uh, open world that you got to explore and people that you got to help and do quests with. I don't think it was necessarily all that difficult to play, um, which is kind of interesting, that gameplay characteristic of Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Brothers Wonder, multiple games that are very accessible that you can pretty much play any way you want to play them. That's very the open-ended. Game, that's a game where it makes me motion sick, right? It might. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know for sure. That's the game that if I walk in the office and the in his downstairs office room, if I watch him play at all, if you get motion sick watching video games or playing them, that game will make you very motion sick. Just an FYI. I'm surprised it doesn't make me motion sick because I, think I have issues with that I think usually. you've built up a tolerance to video games and your motion sickness holy moly there's certain ones that will still get me certain frame rates and everything will make me ill now the other game that has been getting a lot of play in our house is this hello kitty island adventure you seem to really love this game a lot we've talked about hello kitty multiple times before yes i do play it i've been playing it for a while now and i do enjoy it a lot um it's They've done seasonal content for that game, haven't they? Yes. Right now they're doing, it's not Christmas, it's not holiday, it's their festival of lights, I think they're calling it. I don't know. Um, I am getting a little frustrated with some of their characters because they have a couple characters who, they have characters who visit the island. And if you do enough tasks for the characters, they will come and be permanent residents of your village, town, whatever, township, your community. And there's one character whose name is Daniel, and I cannot get him to leave. I have had to evict him many times, and he just keeps coming back. And he angers me, and I I can't serve him enough eviction notices. And he's not just angering you. Like, the online community of people who play this game... Yeah. He, he will not go away. He is like the bane of multiple people's existence. Yeah. And you, the problem with Daniel is that he, you have to have in your community, if you decorate the houses, I know this game is just the foolish, the most foolish game in the world, but it's fun. What can I say? It is what it is. You decorate the houses with the appropriate stuff and the visitors will arrive in that house. Daniel can move into any house as long as it has three items of any kind. So pretty much any house is appropriate for this jerk to move into. You cannot get rid of him. He is the thorn in the Hello Kitty side. You can't get rid of the dude. And every time you go talk to him, it means an engagement, which means you're racking up friendship points in the 
little dude, he says, oh, I love being on your island. Can I stay forever? And you're like, no, you may not. He's, oh, here, have a gift. And if you accept the gift, it's friendship points. But you can't not accept the gift. Hello Kitty is such a polite, fun game. They don't give you the option. So you have to say, no, you can't stay here forever. Oh, well, I'll be here for four more days. F you, Daniel. <laughs> F you. And of course, every time I see him, I'm furious because there's one character I need to have come to my island in order to complete the quest, but god dang Daniel won't freaking move out. I'm sorry, I get so... F- and there was one time where you evicted him <laughs> and you have to wait for a period of time for the person yes. that you want to show up yes. to join. And he like came back and moved he himself moved, back yeah, in again. He moved back in and there's nothing you can do. You're stuck. He is a squatter. He's a squatter. You You can't do anything. I hate him so much. I shouldn't say that. If there are children listening, you should not hate. You should not hate. It's terrible. Oh my God, I hate him so much. Oh, I the feel better. The game itself is just, it is insanely popular. It's fun. It really is. And you can only play it on Apple Arcade, which is interesting. I know. I wish that I could play it on the Switch, but alas, you cannot. Maybe but you give can it a play couple it. of years and it won't be an exclusive anymore. Yeah, you can play it on the Apple TV because obviously Apple Arcade, which is nice because that's the way I play it. You say the... The, the frame rate's pretty low. Yeah, it, it doesn't bother me at all. I like to play it on the Apple TV because I can play it with my outside controller. I have a very, very generic controller that I got on Amazon. I love that controller. It is... It's the best. And I use it to play the Switch games. So I also play Hello Kitty with it. It's just really easy to do. That's it. That's Hello Kitty. Makes me wonder if we should get a new Apple 4K TV. Because for one, the new modern one doesn't have the crappy remote anymore. They replaced it. But... um it has more processing power and everything, so your gaming experience would be more enjoyable. Yeah, I don't even notice it, really. I know, but I notice it. I feel bad for you. Eh. <laughs> Ain't no thing. We've been watching it. What we're about to talk about sounds like we have been doing nothing but watching movies and shows this but is remember six weeks worth this of... is a very long time worth of movies and television this covers the time where we were raking all the leaves in the fall and doing that instead of coming and talking to you you podcast listeners this is a lot a lot so we might not even Mega get through episode. all of this yeah this is so much i don't even know where to start we'll go through it very fast so we watched um Squid Game The Challenge, which there's a lot of controversy. I don't want to talk about the controversy, honestly, because I'm just over it. Squid Game The Challenge is based on... Did we talk about this already? No, I don't think so. Okay, Squid Game The Challenge... You and I have talked about it at length. Squid Game The Challenge is based on Squid Game, the television show, and they do all of the tasks that they did. Squid Game The Challenge, game show, reality show, whatever... They do all the tasks and some other tasks that they did in the 
the television show, except for obviously they don't die. <laughs> that would be just way over the top. They just are eliminated. Yeah, the Squid Game TV show, this is not really a spoiler because you basically learn it like 15 minutes in, or if you watch any of the trailers, the whole concept is a battle royale game where you have hundreds of participants and it's people who were in financial straits, needed money for something, and agreed to participate in this game thinking, hey, it's reality TV, no big deal. But it's a game where if you lose, they kill you. That's in the, the television show, yeah, the Korean television the real, show. Not, not the, the real game show. Not the reality they TV show. They take real people. There was like, you know, a kid who was playing in there like, you dead. No, seriously. So there was a lot of controversy around the Squid Game, the challenge, which is the game show. The Squid Game, the television show. Yes. The series. There was people who said they should never have made it. It was so abhorrent and people should be more aware of struggles that people are having with money blah 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 it is what it is i don't know we kind of enjoyed it yeah we really enjoyed it a lot i i read some of the articles and we have links in the the show notes to things of why some people were thinking that the game was the worst thing since i don't know something it was it was a game show it was a game show people volunteered to be anything other than what it is yeah people volunteered to participate they were not forced and i I don't know i honestly i could not understand why it was offensive i really really don't see why it was offensive and they're shooting a second season so they obviously had enough people watching i think honestly People who said, oh, this is so terrible. I can't believe they did this. They probably secretly are watching it. Yeah. And it's, as far as like the the dark side of human nature or things like that, it's no surprising or different or innovative than Survivor, which, you know, right. is now 23 years old. Yes. It's not that big of a deal. Where they throw you on an island and you pretty much starve for however long you're there. It's just a larger scale and yep. the people don't starve. Yeah, that's true. And you're only there on Squid Games, the challenge for, I think they said 13 days. So, and you're inside. And if you win, you get like $4.5 million. I know, right? That's a lot of money. So there's that. Um, We watched a bunch of movies that were released. The, in no order at all, there was Leave the World Behind, which was kind of... It's a movie about the apocalypse, pretty much, about how it might happen. It had a lot of celebrities in it. Um, I thought this was a good movie. It, hmm, it pointed some light on how people should be more prepared, not for the, well, for the apocalypse, maybe, but just for minor inconveniences that could happen, because when things started happening in the movie i turned to michael and my first thing i said was why is no one looking for supplies of water batteries flashlights food and maybe 45 minutes later maybe it was julia roberts i don't know one of the characters said so do we have any food water batteries (laughs) i don't know it does shed some light on people need to be better prepared um yeah. What are your thoughts? 
it, it, I enjoyed it. It was an interesting, it w- I felt like it was slow. It, it was a little slow, It, but it's I th- got Julia Roberts. It's got Ethan Hawke. So it has some really big name actors in it. Um, it has uh, Marshala Ali. It's got, you know, a really, really good cast. And I mean, it, it was just, it wasn't like innovative or different. It was just interesting to see, okay, what, what direction or angle are they going to take on this and what's going to happen. And I didn't feel like there really were that many surprises in it from doomsday end of the world scenario movies like this. Yeah. Like Cloverfield has been more interesting and it's different series and everything. There's, there's just been a lot of ones that were more well done than this. It came it's to worth a, watching, but not yeah, like it came to a conclusion. It came to a conclusion about what is going to cause the end of the world, and I generally agree with them. It it had a it had an idea of what's going on in the world, and that's pretty much accurate. People thought that it was a some sort of epiphany. I, I don't think it's an epiphany. I think it's just something we all probably know and agree with i'm not going to say what it of, is maybe one of the latest shows to bring broader awareness right. to stuff that really isn't yeah that new or different yeah um we watched a movie called family switch which is a would you call that a christmas movie yeah it's definitely a christmas movie okay christmas movie um there were some controversy around this movie because they said it had a brother and sister Showing too much affection. I'm not going to use the word because we'll have to label this an MA podcast. Um, Yeah, Family Switch. It has a lot of very famous people in it. I thought it was a fun movie. It's rated PG. Yeah, but they said it should have gotten a higher rating. Um, It was like a, a mix of like a bunch of different movies. So like Freaky Friday meets big meets 13 going on 30 meets um yeah it's like a the family members change places and you you learn an important lesson the adults (laughs) become the kids the kids become the adults yeah everybody's like oh i guess your life is not as easy as i thought yeah it's got it it had a lot of laugh out loud moments it has ed helms jennifer garner who else i don't know the kid actors were pretty talented too I'm not familiar with any of them from other... I thought it was a fun movie. Is it going to be a classic Christmas movie that everyone watches every year? No, I'm guessing not. It's one that I would watch again, though. Yeah, it was fun. Um, We also watched Candy... Oh, that was on Netflix. Family Switch, Netflix. Candy Cane Lane on Amazon. You know, I really, really, really was looking forward to this movie. And... This is the Eddie Murphy one, right? Yep. Yeah. I was disappointed. Say more about that. I was expecting more of the special effects with the... Well, this is in the trailer. So I was expecting more of the special effects with the the um, miniature people in the Christmas village. And it didn't happen. I was expecting that to be more involved in the plot line because of what they showed in the trailer. 
and it was just kind of I don't know it just wasn't the movie that I was going in to see meaning it's a hard thing I when turned that happens on. when a, a movie doesn't meet your expectations of what you thought it was going to be yeah it was okay it was okay so like on a five point scale or a no, thumbs up thumbs not down doing that. not doing that if uh would would you recommend it to somebody else to ever see or watch yeah i would say watch it but i wouldn't say it's going to be a favorite forever and ever yeah it's no elf no but no movie is we watched um genie on peacock that's with um, Melissa McCarthy and someone else. A man, I do not know his name. <laughs> someone else. <laughs> <laughs> she played with another actor, and I don't know his name. He was very good. I liked him. Um, this was a typical Melissa McCarthy movie, I would say. Yeah. Yep. I would agree the with that. the end of the movie, you know, it was that emotional moment. I, my my thought, and I don't, I have a hard time connecting with emotional moments in movies because they're actors and they're they're acting. It's pretend. Those people just leave the set and go home and get on with their lives. So it's hard for me to understand why people get upset when people die in movies and all that. And so when they started crying. At the end of the movie, I thought, is anyone else really watching this movie and getting upset over this segment of this movie? Did you find that upsetting or emotional or at all? I have no idea what you're talking about. Of when, something like When they were outside on the street and he, he tossed the item into the, the trash and they were discussing... What was happening? Yeah. Did you, they were crying. They were all like, oh, I love you. You're my friend. And blah, blah, blah. Did you find that all life altering? <laughs> no, which okay. is a dramatic moment in the point of the story. But did you find it dramatic at all? I found it a little overdone and cheesy. But I'm a bad judge of that is what I'm saying. So I wondered if outside perspective, if you found it to be realistic in any way, shape or form. I didn't find it to be over the top. Okay. That's what I was asking. I found it to be very over the top. Like no one ever is going to have that conversation. Not in a billion years, but apparently maybe it might happen. Obviously, you know, I would never have that conversation with anyone. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's about a genie. Long story short. <laughs> <laughs> that really sold it in the end. That was worth it for the buildup. Um, yeah. It's, I found it to be very commercial. And at the end, they were trying to sell it as a very heartfelt family movie they whereas they decide if they wanted a comedy or if they wanted a romance I think drama. you're right yep I think you're right and you've got Melissa McCarthy who is now basically a comedic actor like I think that she 
has done romantic, dramatic roles like in the Gilmore Girls and things like that. And she's actually a very good actress for that type of thing. She really is. It's just not the roles that she became famous for. And so it's not the ones that you see her do. Yeah. And and she was not playing really a dramatic role. She was playing a zany role in this. Um, We watched the second season of the show Fisk, which we've talked about before. It's a Australian comedy 20-minute quick show. It's about a an attorney, family estate planning attorney. It's a great show. It really is. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's easy to watch. Uh, what else? She has a dog. It's just about her life. It's it's a really fun show. It's almost. Would you say it's kind of like The Office, but for like lawyers? Ah. Uh, doesn't quite Maybe. have the, as big of a cast as The Office no, did. No, it's not It's not like The Office because it's not as awkward. She has some characteristics of The Office, but it's not as deadpan as The Office. She has some really funny moments where she just says exactly what she's thinking. And it's, it's, it's funny. I really enjoy it. It's on Netflix. It's definitely worth watching. I feel like she's pretty relatable and normal, and the circumstances that she finds herself in and the other characters and personalities that she finds are like wild and crazy, bizarre yes. people. And yet she's made to by them to look like the crazy, wild yes. one. Yeah. And so it's kind of the juxtaposition of that that makes it funny and interesting. Yes, it's a it's a good show. I enjoy it. And it's not all about lawyer stuff. It's about her adventures just as pretty much a human being. Like she gets banned from a coffee shop because it's she much has... more just like a sitcom. Yeah, she gets banned from a coffee shop because she has questions. That's pretty much... Reasonable questions. And they're just like, you're just being difficult. Yeah, you're banned. You're banned. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good show. It, it is. Um, we watched... Uh, Let's see. What else? Um, we started rewatching Kim's Convenience. Yeah, because that's just a really great show. It's on Hulu if you have not seen it. That one's actually on Netflix. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm on the wrong line. Netflix. Kim's Convenience. If you have not seen it, we've talked about it multiple times. You have to go watch it. It's really great. It's about a Korean family who owns a convenience, convenience store. store. Their last name is Kim and... It's about the mom and dad and daughter and son and their lives and the people who surround them. And it is just a good, good show. Very good writing, very good acting, lots of funny scenarios, very, very lovable characters. Yeah. When you're done with the series, you will be sad because there's no more Kim's Convenience. All the actors went on to other things. Yeah. You can watch it again. (laughs) That's what we're doing. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, let's see here. We watched kind of the movie Tropic Thunder on Hulu. We watched, I'd say, three quarters of it. Yeah. I was paying attention to maybe a third of it. That's a lot of fractions. <laughs> um, it's not a great movie. It does, it does not hold up well. At Michael the, at the time it was very funny like it was it was so drift different and so edgy when it came out it does not hold up 
So you had seen it before. You saw saw it in the theater. theater. I had never seen it. A lot of that humor was, I found a little uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I was unsure of it, so I'm just going to leave it at that. It has Ben Stiller in it, and who else? Jack Black, Jack Robert Black. Downey Jr. This is the the one where Robert Downey Jr. dressed up in blackface, which was... Yes. It was controversial, but at the same time, not something that people reacted super duper negatively to. Like, I don't... I think if they were to do that today, that that would not fly. I would imagine no. Um, it was just, I don't know. It's a raunchy, the thing is, is, it's a raunchy comedy, kind of like a lot of the other Jack Black and Ben Stiller comedies of that time, like something about Mary and like all of those ones. It just, and the idea is it's a bunch of actors who are making some, you know, war movie and in order to, like the the one character in it that I still think is kind of funny is Tom Cruise as the producer agent head of the entertainment company that's making the movie just because he's so over the top. Um and they've it's like a huge all-star yeah there's cast a lot of it. famous people in that movie and they end up dropping these people out in the middle of the actual jungle in Vietnam where there are real soldiers and some of them are starting to realize that they're not in a studio made up environment that while they have like props and things like that and pyrotechnics that they're in a situation where they're fighting people who have real weapons and all of the craziness that comes from that. It's just comedy movies like that are oftentimes so much a product of the time and place that they come out. They work in that particular moment, but they're just not as funny years later. Yeah. Like, you know, it comes out in 2008. You could watch that like 2009. You're okay. 2010. You're okay. Like, 2011 maybe not so much 2012 that could get a little bit more so like eventually it just kind of gets to the point like now you're at 2023 and it just doesn't really work as well i think so what would you say it's one of your favorite movies of all time now oh yeah absolutely watch it every day yep all right. What else did we see? We we watched a couple of older movies. We watched National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon. Well, we watched it because I saw this GIF on my Jiffy thing on my text messages where the, the guy runs into the crime scene tape and he doesn't run into one thing of crime scene tape. He runs into a, a wall of crime scene tape and I just kept seeing it and it just made me laugh every time I saw it. And so I looked it up to see what it was from, and it was from Loaded Weapon. So I wanted to see the movie. So we looked it up. And I guess if you have YouTube Premium, they have movies on YouTube Premium. Did not know that. So we looked it up, watched it. What was your take on that one? It was okay. It was just, you know, it was a very goofy. Every other line basically is a joke or a pun. Yeah, 
it's very goofy. Very goofy. Um, we, well, I watched Mr. Monk's Last Case, a Monk movie on Peacock. Yeah, I love Monk, the television series. And I was very much looking forward to the Monk movie. And I did not like it. Most people loved it. They were very happy. And what is it with me and all these sappy scenes that people are... I read reviews of the Mr. Monk movie and people said, Oh, the ending was so beautiful, I cried. I thought the ending was ridiculous. I seriously watched it and thought, what is happening right now? Like, why are they, what, what are they doing? So am I emotionally stunted? <laughs> Friends, if you ask yourself this question, it might be time for you to join our new academy where you can learn all kinds of touchy-feely things to navigate a challenging world. I, I don't know what's going on, but I did not enjoy it. It was very dark. And it was not Monk-esque at all. And you like binge-watched the entire Monk TV series in preparation of watching this movie. So it was kind of a big deal. How many seasons of the show did you watch? There's eight seasons. Yeah. I watch Monk every year. I rewatch it every year. I really like Monk. I know exactly what's going to happen in every case, but I enjoy the Monk series. I do. So the Monk movie, I rated a wah, wah, wah. Did not enjoy it. Swing and a miss. Did not like it. Um, I also have been watching the CSI crime scene investigation series because every single time I watch another series that brings up um, Horatio Kane or a... Grissom from the CSI series, I think, huh, maybe I'll start watching the CSI series again. And if any of you are thinking, dang, she watches a lot of television. I don't actually watch the series. I listen to the series as I'm doing other things in my life. So technically there's no watching going on. It's like a podcast in the background. I've actually sat down and watched an episode that I've only listened to, I thought, man, I miss a lot when I actually watch the episode. Yeah. I kind of only listened to it. It's kind of like playing the Mario Wonder game. Like go really fast through it. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, you do go really fast through the levels. He goes way too fast through the levels. I think that's why I like to play by myself. because just the right speed. He goes super fast, and I go slower, and I find all the stuff that he misses. Anyway, sorry. I play Mario the correct way. No, you don't. I, um, I listen to the episodes. So I was listening to a CSI crime scene, and... Every time they have a crossover episode, sometimes Las Vegas will cross over with Miami. I stop listening to Las Vegas and I start listening to Miami. But Horatio Kane is very dramatic. Sometimes he's a little too dramatic for me. I don't know. There's that. Hmm. That's that's my take. That's my take. Um, we also, to end last night, we watched the Barbie movie. We did watch the Barbie movie, yeah. 
It's on HBO or Max, if you will. What did you think of it? Um, I'm going to say something that's not going to be popular. What were your expectations going into it? I was expecting this amazing movie that was going to be life-changing and that was going to be one of the best movies I had seen all year long. I did not like it. You did not like it, huh? Nope. I thought it was... And listen, I am a female. I am all for women's rights, empowerment, all of that. I thought it was demeaning to men. Really? I did. I really did. It made me feel a little uncomfortable the way that... And yes, I know that Barbie is pretend. (laughs) I I realize that all of this is not real and that this is based on a toy, that someone wrote this script and that is not... None of this happened. I am fully aware of this. That said, I felt that Barbie was not considerate of Ken's... I don't know, existence? Yes, Ken's existence. He, she was just not nice. Like at one point, someone asked, well, where does Ken live? And Barbie says, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, what the hell? I, I think it does matter. There are multiple Kens. I, I think it matters where they live. It was just... I don't know. What did you think? You liked it. You didn't like the beginning, but then you liked it. It it finally started to redeem itself. Like at the beginning, I was like, oh my God, why did anybody like this at all? This is not going to be so great. They They went interesting places with it. They got into kind of different conflicts and storylines than normally get explored and so i found it to be kind of novel it started to get to a point where it started to stagnate and everything so it's not to me it's not like a oh my god it was such a life-changing movie like i i started to enjoy it over time and i think they did lean pretty hard into the whole patriarchy yeah thing and yet if you think about it at the same time the uh what they're the point I think they were trying to make is what the world is like from the perspective of a young woman. Well, yeah, it absolutely is yeah. that that's what it's like. And they, I know made it be like that. They like leaned into it. I, a think, ton. I think what they were trying to do is take the perspective of a female and just exaggerate the bejesus out of it, which they did. They they had a couple of explanations of what it's like to be a woman. And when when Barbie was rollerblading down the street and she was first feeling what it was like to be a woman and having people stare at her, and she explained it. I can't remember what she said, but the way she explained it was very, very accurate. And so they were trying to explain what it was like to be a woman but in the most exaggerated way possible but i think what they forgot to do is remember that there are men around who actually 
aren't horrible people. And what confused me is that Will Ferrell's character, was he a bad guy? Was he a good guy? Was he a medium guy? I mean, did he seem to you to start out as a bad guy and then a, then he was... I couldn't tell. Yeah, he what? kind of was portrayed as a corporate villain type right. character and then became kind of like a lovable, aw shucks, silly guy. Yeah. Mean, it, it, it's Will he, Ferrell being Will Ferrell in every Will Ferrell movie. It was weird. He He was, at the beginning, he was a bad guy, but then he was not a bad guy i don't know he was he was a bad guy but he wasn't a bad guy it was weird i don't know and then the whole speech that um the the woman who worked at the barbie corporation or mattel corporation gave that changed barbie's life and eh, that's the speech that people were passing around that said that changed their lives and explained what it's like to be a woman. I'm not so sure. I think that if you are letting the world have that much of an impact on you, you maybe need to reevaluate, maybe look inward a little bit and not let that happen. (laughs) Is that terrible? Maybe just don't let the outside affect you that much. I think it's a matter and okay, if you get mad at me for saying this, you know what? I don't care. That's because <laughs> I have the confidence to say that. I don't care. You need to have confidence. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Have some confidence. <laughs> because you know when people say sassy or salty things about me, what do I say? Uh, have a nice day. Exactly. You say, have a nice day. You say, thank you. Have a nice day. That's It's that simple. And then what do you do? You move on with your life because they don't matter. <laughs> simple as that, right? It is as simple as that. And it takes practice. But you know what? If you practice that skill enough, it will become habit, and then you'll be happy. I don't know. If you absorb the negativity from the outside world, you will become that negativity. Just say, have a nice day. Be the change that you want to be or exactly. something like that. Exactly. I could teach Barbie a few things. You probably could. Yeah. I did think that the... The part of them making fun of all of the canceled Barbies that they had done over the years, all the weird Barbies that they had was Some funny. Some of those Barbies, I had no idea. <laughs> there was a pregnant Barbie, and uh, I do remember the growing up Skipper one where you raise her arm and she goes from being prepubescent to being postpubescent and growing breast tissue and things like that. I... I when that happened as a product, I was so young, I didn't get why it was a big deal. It's like, why do you care if like a character's chest gets pumped up? Cause like I was like an eight year old or seven year old or something like that. But like they had that, they had like a pregnant Barbie. Barbie with a television in her back. What was that? I didn't look it up, but 
do you remember that, Barbie? Do you remember what, what would the television, I keep pointing to my back, what would the television play? She had on? a camera in the front of her. Oh, and you could see, well. So you'd see what she was seeing, I guess. I think that came out in like 2000s. I wasn't really aware of that particular one other than that the movie so making us aware of it. wild. <laughs> I do think that my, one of my favorite parts of the Barbie movie was the weird Barbie character. Oh yeah, that smells like basement. <laughs> yeah. And like the, I'm blanking the name of the comedian who played that particular role, but like the way they styled her hair, the way her body parts were all out of whack and everything. There was always a Barbie like that in most people's collection. That was just the beat to hell Barbie. Someone had tried to give it a haircut and then fix it and everything else. And yeah, the, I think the director or producer of that movie has gotten a lot of praise for how she approached the story and everything. I don't know. Overall, it it was still a little bit too much for me in Barbie land. Like, there's a lot of other things I think I would probably rather see more of than that. I could never. Can you imagine living in that space? It would be one of my versions of purgatory living in that that place no privacy at all people in your space constantly just an overwhelming amount of noise and oh no thank you that would be just no thank you no thank you nope not for me that's a pretty good rundown of like stuff we've been playing stuff we've been fixing stuff we've been hacking stuff we've been buying yeah we covered a lot. It does make it sound like we're, you know, just playing video games and, and watching streaming stuff. Maybe that's, that is all we do. That's like all when we we're do. not busy doing like our work, work stuff that we do, that is what we do. If we're not walking the dogs, doing all the laundry, doing the marketing stuff online, we're playing games and watching Netflix. Yep. That's our life. All right. Well, you have... Spent another good... I like how like, click and clack the car talk people say, you've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to me <laughs> and my brother. <laughs> Don't drive angry. And you've uh, spent another meaningful period of your life listening to Not Just Rainbows and Unicorns. We appreciate you listening to us. You can visit us online at notjustrainbows.net. Uh, check out lots of links in the show notes. Send us your comments and thoughts for future episodes. And until next time, stay real. Goodbye.